0: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Now you may know the Prime Minister visited Alice Springs in an effort to help resolve a crisis since the lifting of alcohol bans in the Northern Territory. Restrictions on alcohol purchases were among a number of new measures that were announced by Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and First Minister Natasha Files to combat surging crime levels in Alice Springs yesterday. Well, takeaway purchases of alcohol will be prohibited on Mondays and Tuesdays and will only be permitted between 3pm and 7pm on the remaining days. And each person will have one transaction limit per day. Well, let's get a thought or two from Shane Varco, He's the CEO at Dalgano Institute, one of the 300-plus member organisations of the World Federation Against Drugs. Shane Varco, a special welcome back to 2020. Happy New Year to you, Neil. Good to be back. Hey, Shane, uh, you've got some connections to Alice mm. Springs. You're not in the Alice, you're in Victoria, but uh, you do have some connections there and you've got a finger on the pulse of some of the things developing there.
1: Yeah, you Neil, know, that's true. Uh, our, our work is Australia-wide and we have board members from different disciplines and one of our board members actually lives and works in in the Alice and he's uh, very close ties with Indigenous communities and works closely with them in his role, which uh, I'll keep that uh, private. But, uh, yeah, he's been watching uh, with some concern about what's happening, but also uh, concern about some of the, uh, the potential for inappropriate reporting that can damage uh, reputations as well. And I think that's important. And what's happening is, is very disturbing. There's no doubt about that. And the lifting of alcohol bans is a significant, one of the, probably the most significant, biggest contributor to this spike in, in crimes. It's not just, you know, not just obviously acquisitional crimes, but domestic and familial violence. Uh, and it's just very, very disturbing. And he's experienced that firsthand as well. But, yeah, it is is concerning. And, uh, again, there's a great deal of, of issues here that that need to be discussed and and brought forward. Uh,
0: Let's just pick up on something you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. uh, and that is around the reporting on what's happening in Alice Springs, Mm -hmm. uh, because lots of us might be familiar, if you've watched any television news, uh, some of those images of youths roaming the streets and uh, beating each other with iron bars and all sorts of things like that. Uh, What's your thought here on uh, just, uh, you know, not letting the whole community be demonised? Obviously, there's a problem, but certainly those sorts of images don't help, do they?
1: No. And again, we understand with news and and unfortunately what we call news now is often just uh, opinions cycled through with sensationalism for the purposes of, you know, clickbait, basically. That's not taking away from the, the some of the atrocities that have been committed, and that it is appalling. There's no doubt. But as I said, my our colleague working and living in the Alice, uh, it's it's that's not prolific everywhere. That's certainly a concern. I think I think one of the biggest concerns too is understanding from from the data. We've, we've been watching this for a while on our on our First Peoples. Um, uh, component of our no-brainer website. We, we've obviously work and we have an indigenous component to our community our, our alcohol and other drug Curriculum and we work closely with with different people in, in the indigenous community to make sure that our understanding of cultural dynamics as best we can because we understand there are many different nations amongst the indigenous community and and therefore there's different perspectives in some sense But there's a general consensus around some of the stuff that's quite clear. And the elders that we've spoken to and and got advice from have have been quite forthcoming about this. And and the concern is, well, one of the things we need to get straight is the the alcohol consumption rates per capita and and alcoholism and problematic alcohol use is much less in the Indigenous community than it is in the Caucasian or non-Indigenous Australian community. I think that's an important thing to put on the table to start off with. And they often think, oh, you know, alcoholism is rife and it's a real problem. Indigenous people have this major issue. Whilst they have issues with it, their issues are not worse than than the non-Indigenous community. I think that's really important thing to table straight away. But, yeah, I think the lifting of bans that, that took place last year was uh, was really concerning. And, in fact, Indigenous communities across the Northern Territory came out very quickly and, and quite ferociously against the move. Even some saying even if they were perhaps in agreement with the lifting of bans, one such commentator indigenous commentator said it's like uh, pulling out the the the, Af- the Afghan withdrawal and that's how you know they put it they said okay we might lift the bands but don't just pull them all out at once because we're going to have a real problem and in fact that problem manifested quite quickly and in fact last year in in June um, the a uh, coalition of Aboriginal medical uh, alliance services and then NT, the National Aboriginal community Controlled Health organization and, the North uh, Australian Aboriginal Justice Agency wrote uh, a letter to the Minister Lindy Burney regarding this issue, and they were saying quite that this is not again pushing back against this woke neo woke sorry uh, virtue signalling that you know that, that this is not a racist issue. Having these bands in this is protective and proactive and it's positive, and we need to perhaps review it and look at it. But let's not lift this. This is working. This is actually. Helping our communities, keeping our women safe, our young people safer, and so these are these are issues that were tabled very quickly, but they were ostensibly ignored by the by the government, and they went ahead with uh, again. We talk about patriarchy making decisions, <laughs> sort of white patriarchy making. Making decisions, it seems to be working in that opposite direction at the moment. This is and interesting, see, isn't that, it? A really uh, bad
0: decision. Yeah, because uh, the voice is very prominent mm. in the national discussion a mm. debate leading sure. up to you know this opportunity. We'll all have a a vote. Uh, interestingly, mm. this brings something to light, and alcohol being at the centre of it is that uh, no one's listening to the elders. Uh, if they're not listening to the elders now, no one will probably listen to the elders then Uh, challenging thoughts around that but uh, but this just brings to light doesn't it Uh, that 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 the white patriarchy in one sense here not listening to the elders and the elders in some sense here uh, must be considered to know best any thoughts here around elders and alcohol and and you know whether local communities uh, can have some level of control in their own community
1: well that was the reason for the initial setup of these these community bands and and dry zones and and the consultation was done quite significantly as I understand it previously and and the vast majority of communities in the Northern Territory and other parts of Australia were on board with this in fact not everyone not every community was clearly but the as I understand it the majority were and this was uh, rolled out over a period of time again the elders came and said we're concerned about our young people we're concerned about the the rise in um, familial domestic violence, and alcohol is the signal biggest contributor to it in that context. Sure, it's not the only factor, but once they took the alcohol or the heavily restricted alcohol use in these communities, much of the, uh, the incidences, the frequency of, the, of these incidences reduced significantly, but also the ferocity. You've got to remember, it's, it, the argument from some people is, oh, alcohol doesn't make people violent, they're already violent. But what alcohol can do if, if an individual is violent is increase quite significantly the intensity and ferocity of that abuse. And so there, there's a real concern here that we, we're not just looking at alcohol as a, as a one you know, single layered issue. This is quite multi layered, And of course, it affects um, physical health, mental health, productivity, uh, motivation, all those sort of things. And of course, crime, criminal activity is a real concern as well and fueled by alcohol. And So again these these measures that were implemented over a long period of consultation over a long period of time The elders were the ones who were saying we want to protect and develop our communities in healthy and safe ways And then of course you get activists and others that come in underneath that and try and undermine that that wisdom that elderly wisdom but that we see that in across cultures everywhere you know if, if a if a, a new fad comes in and and the social media voice gets hold of it then obviously it, it trumps wisdom and and the tradition and and clarity and best practice because it's the it's a it's the newest noise in the marketplace uh,
0: Shane, so I, I think that's a concern too yeah it is uh, the new measures <laughs> as mm-hmm. you say uh, the lifting of the bans happened without any incremental lifting and all of a sudden mm-hmm. alcohol was available so now there's new measures implemented and a 3 month trial now they've taken away mm-hmm. alcohol for two days uh, restricting sales on monday and tuesday and then uh only sales between 3 p.m and 7 p.m on the remaining days and each person will have one transaction limit per day um obviously experts have had their minds around trying to in some ways uh, gently reinforce these bans what are your thoughts on on whether that's going to make any difference at all well again it's the proofs in the pudding and it's capacity to access
1: the, the, this this product. This product is the legal drug that does the most harm because it is legal. And, and we can talk about the cannabis issue. We're going to throw another one in that ring, but we won't go there today. It's another night pending. But I think th- these measures obviously will hopefully will, will uh, deter. But again, it's always about implementation. It's always about enforcement. And with, if the purveyors of alcohol aren't, Strictly on board and don't adhere to this strictly and of course people buy for others There's all sorts of ways that they try and get around it and That's why dry zones were so powerful and people would argue Oh, you can go outside the dry zone and get alcohol, you have to travel quite a way to get it and then you and then if you're Intoxicated you're intoxicated usually on your own So the, the damage that you do is to yourself and that's sad enough in itself of course But you're not harming others around you but bringing it back into the into the town and using it in the town was was really difficult to do. So we know that that those kind of bans, those kind of restrictions, do work. Half measures, again, I, I honestly don't know. We hope that it will have some impact on curtailing these behaviours, these really disturbing, community harming behaviours. But and 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 not least for those causing the harm, because they they too are going to be in in all sorts of trouble from the, from the not just the the actions themselves, but the repercussions from that. But I think one of the issues here we have to see what happens, but it's fascinating when you you take a carte blanche lifting your bands and then go, oh, whoops, we've cut the brake line. Now we're trying to reapply the brakes while mending the brake line as we do it. It's it's one of those it, as that as that, that indigenous kind said, it's like the withdrawal from Afghanistan it was too quick, it was too much, and it was too uh, too fast, and it caused all sorts of issues. And now they're trying to do some remedial work, which is man, yeah, I. I, I
0: hope it works, Neil. I hope it does have some impact. But uh, At least they're doing is, something, is Shane. Yeah, hey, exactly. when the Prime Minister arrives mm-hmm. in a community like he did uh, into Alice Springs, and uh, we'll all know in some sense uh, the Prime Minister doesn't have all the answers and just the fact that he's oh. there isn't going to solve the problem, but of it course. does draw that media attention it draws the national consciousness uh, to mm. the issue around alcohol. Uh, yep. This can only be a positive from your perspective as a campaigner in this area around drugs and alcohol. So attention of the nation is on alcohol right now. Are there some lessons we ought to be uh, applying ourselves to? Because there's lots of communities around Australia. It's not going to be just the Alice that's having some issues around uh, grappling with alcohol and uh, youths and uh, family violence, those sorts of things? What sort of lessons might there be for communities everywhere looking on at what's happening and the fact that there is now some uh, national attention on the Alice issue?
1: I think one of the things that's really important here is as we open with my statement regarding the Indigenous rates of alcohol with suits compared to the non-Indigenous community, I think this needs to be a message for all Australians. I think that's the thing every person who inhabits this country, no matter your background, no matter your traditions and your cultural framing of alcohol, we all know now from the science that alcohol, ethanol, is a class one carcinogen, it causes damage at all sorts of levels, including cancers. And, and even now, the Canadians have come out, interestingly enough, even in the last couple of weeks, which is, I find fascinating in the timing of this. The Canadians have come out and they've actually, uh, up the ante on the world alcohol consumption ratios and said there should be no more than two standard drinks a week for alcohol use that's their recommendation they're pushing for in Canada at the moment we have I think it's about uh, two standard alcohol drinks a day I think is our recommendation for a safer drug use but of course the safest uh, consumption of, of alcohol is none that's now on the table if you want to have the best chance for health best chance for well-being moving forward and to lower the risks of all the health harms from alcohol, then no consumption. The A-word, abstinence, <laughs> is back on the table and they really they really grit their teeth when they have to say that. Uh, but abstinence is back on the table as best practice for alcohol, cons- alcohol consumption. And I think it's important that all Australians get on board and not have the attitude, well, I, I'm not Indigenous, I don't have that problem, that's not my community, I, I'm okay, Jack. But the problem is every excessive consumption of alcohol that manifests itself in some sort of harm to the community, whether it be drink driving, domestic violence, uh, un- unruly behaviour in public, all of that, or even in the home, all of that adds to the burden of, of uh, non-communicable disease in our culture and the harm to our culture. And I think the message should be as Australians together, what is best practice for all of us and how can we best promote that? And, and particularly help the communities that are extra struggling, which are not just the Indigenous communities, but some other ethnic minority, minority communities have real difficulty with this as well. And I think we need to be more caring for our neighbour in that context.
0: Uh, the safest position, as you say, is abstinence. Uh, that might uh-huh. be a dream for communities everywhere around Australia. Deal? It's a, you know, let's say the word one more time: <laughs> abstinence from alcohol abstinence. is the best position. Well, I'm, I'm swearing it's some Australians right now. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and as you say, uh, rightly too, uh, the, uh, the the research shows that it is carcinogenic. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, in cases like this, we're seeing it leads to community disintegration. And I'm wondering, and uh, Dalgarno Institute, a fabulous organization, uh, I wonder if you've got a thought or two for uh, church communities around the nation that might be thinking about their own challenges and problems right now. Do churches, do you think, have a... A tight enough understanding on the dangers of alcohol. Is there something that churches perhaps need to focus a little more on when it comes to the the, the difficulties in their own communities? Any thoughts here? Well, I could give some thoughts. Obviously, Delgano
1: is not a, a religious organisation. We're a health education charity, and but obviously uh, different traditions and philosophies. And we work with both secular and religious communities. We we don't uh, we don't discriminate in that context. And I think. When it comes to you know, my experience in the in the religious communities, their concern for the well-being of their citizens, not just their members, but their, their communities, is quite high. And there's been, you know, in the last probably 20 years, 15 years, there's been a, a shift in a lot of uh, Christian religious communities, at least uh, in the Islamic communities Hindu communities, there hasn't been a shift. But in the Christian religious communities, there's been a shift towards alcohol consumption, uh, uh, more alcohol consumption, I should say, uh, which which is a bit concerning. Uh, considering that you know when you've got a community that's struggling or failing uh, with the alcohol issue and other drug issue, models that that give a a clear example of a lifestyle that can operate well and and function well without the need for consumption of alcohol, so we don't need it, we don't need it. And of course the 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 argument about you know from the from the, for example, the Quran is is a prohibition document. Uh, whereas the Bible is not a prohibition document. it doesn't prohibit alcohol, but it's a strongly abstinent focused book. it It has a lot to say about the harms of alcohol. And it doesn't praise alcohol, it doesn't laud it, it doesn't promote it in any way. it It permits it. it allows it. and 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 I think that's a, a, a recalibration that needs to be looked at in in the in the community churches. I say, well, what are we doing as an example? Are we, are we helping our community? Uh, does my does my consumption of alcohol add to the community benefit or take from it? Uh, well, how can I add value to my community by promoting a lifestyle that's alcohol free? I think that's a really important thing, and a lot more Australians are starting to look at this. And at the moment, between 60, the demographic 16 to 20, 65 uh, year olds, statistically, 21% of that demographic do not drink at all; they're completely abstinent. So there's six, 21% of the 14, sorry, the 65 year olds don't drink at all according to the latest data and that, that's increasing and it's fascinating that a lot of religious community, Christian religious, religious communities are stepping into alcohol where a lot of secular groups are stepping away from it. So I'm fascinated by that that transition and wondering what's causing that but I think from a from a missional perspective I think one of the best things you can do is actually present a uh, a model an abstinent baby not a, prohib- a prohibitive one but an abstinent behavior that
0: really does point to a, a healthier way of living uh, good insights good wisdom shane varco as uh, we always hear from you uh, whether we're talking alcohol or other issues around drugs and no doubt we'll get some more opportunities through the year and uh, looking forward to those already shane varco is ceo at dalgano That's... institute Uh, They're one of the member organisations of the World Federation Against Drugs. Uh, Good insights into what's happening in alice springs today and let me point listeners to dalgano institute.org.au and a particular website that is very informative the no-brainer website Nobrainer.org.au. you can subscribe to that and receive newsletters and there's also a youtube channel shane varco thanks so much for your insights today on 2020 my pleasure neil as always and thanks for having me